and welcome to Philosophy, the podcast where I talk about whatever I like. I think this is going to be episode 10 and also the last episode of this season 2 um, in this like binging behaviour with this podcast. I think I'm just going to wrap it up here and um, I'm going to do the background of this girl right now. And I want to go for a bluish greenish colour because I quite like that and see how that goes. And yep. Um, I will probably need to add more details to her, especially around the nose area, but um, I need it to dry first before I do it. So we're not going to do that right now. But in this last episode, what I thought I would do is kind of address the elephant in the room, which is what the hell is this painting about and why did I pick it and why did I find it interesting to start with? So that's what we're going to be doing. And well, this is... This was, I saw this photo, I don't know where, probably somewhere on Instagram at some point. And I feel so sad sometimes because the main inspiration for a lot of my paintings, I just can't find it. I lose it um, or it doesn't have a source or I'll see a photo somewhere on Pinterest or I'll see a photograph somewhere on the street or kind of in an advertisement. And I don't have the source material for where it came from. And then I get sad because I want to refer to it or at least give credit to the person who prompted my um, my painting and I often can't but that, I think that's the case here I'll look into it and I'll see if I have a source for this but it was basically in my photos for a while anyways um, the reason that this that I loved this painting was that I think it is such a meaningful capture of the current state of our beauty standards and the way that I interpret it is that if we were to use our current framework for what is beautiful on even things that have been historically by people who are very similar to us deemed to be the most beautiful people on earth, so this is a great goddess of beauty, I think, then we'd still need to adjust them. So even if Hera, I think Hera was the goddess of beauty in ancient Greece, were to be alive today, she wouldn't be beautiful. <laughs> she would need adjusting. Um, in order to fit our current beauty standards and that's kind of shown in the nose job in this painting so we've done we've given we've done plastic surgery on a greek goddess to show that by today's beauty standards even the goddesses of beauty would be ugly and that kind of highlights the fact that we've gone we're in such an extreme position and we've gone so far from reason and from reality when it comes to beauty standards that the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous and then how I think for me what that symbolizes is one if I am to use today's beauty standards and to abide by today's beauty standards how can I ever be fulfilled and happy because they're absolutely ridiculous even if I was the most beautiful woman on earth 5,000 years ago today I would need adjusting in order to be acceptable or in order to be deemed beautiful so that's the first thing, that it's a completely, I think, futile attempt anyway to be considered beautiful by today's beauty standards. Not only because it will change in the future, of course, but because it's just unattainable and because you might be gorgeous to start with and you wouldn't be deemed gorgeous if you are to abide by today's beauty rules. Um, so I think this just captures it in a visual form and just highlights the ridiculousness for me, which kind of liberates. It's very, I find very liberating. Um, to kind of go, yeah, it's crazy anyways, and there is no point here. So that's kind of why I liked this painting to start with. 
Um, but on that note, I wanted to delve a bit deeper into beauty standards and just have a few random thoughts of mine on it. And I think these will be chaotic and disorganized. Unfortunately, I apologize. This is not going to be a kind of long term, a long form, well thought out through essay. It will just be a combination of a few thoughts that I've had um, recently and over the years when it comes to beauty standards and how to approach beauty in general, because it's not something that I've talked about a lot online, mostly because I don't know how to organize my thoughts around it in a way that is coherent and has an acceptable level of um, divulging of my personal life online. But basically, beauty in general is something that I have struggled with a lot, lot. Um, I think it's been one of the main struggles of my life and especially my adulthood, um, especially because having struggling with beauty can have devastating effects on your health and it can have de devastating effects on things like um, your self-esteem, which can lead to very problematic behavior. It can have a devastating effects on your habits around eating, for example, or around um, your self-talk and so many different things that can potentially have very, very far-reaching consequences on your health in general. And unfortunately, I have firsthand felt a lot of this in my childhood and in my adult life. So it's something that I feel very strongly for and a topic that I don't take very lightly, but I'm going to try and touch upon potentially quite lightly in this podcast, um, just to start to dip my toes um, in talking about this out loud and in talking about this online. So let's do that, shall we? So um, I think a good place to start and somewhere that I've found helpful to start thinking about beauty in general and where you stand with beauty is to do a values exercise or a self-worth exercise. And I've tried this many times in the past. It's a very, it's a very interesting one to do where I would write down, um, and I would recommend that you kind of try this if you ever have the space to write down the things in your life that, or think about uh, with me now, um, if you're listening to this and you want to, um, think about the things in your life from which you derive worth like what are the things that make you feel worthy in life um and it's kind of similar to the, the thing that I was mentioning in the previous podcast of I x therefore I am so things that might give you worth are your academic performance it can be your job performance um we're not going to judge now if they're healthy or unhealthy and if we want to change them the point is just to observe um the way that we think so what are the sources of self-worth in your life currently um and there might be what your friends think about you. It can be, so for example, how good of a friend you are, how good of a partner you are, how good of a sibling you are, how good of a um, child you are, how good of a parent you are, how good of a student you are. So academic performance, um, it can be your work performance in your job. It can be your, um, how funny you are. Maybe that's a core value or something that you feel that you get a lot of self-worth from or you judge your self-worth from that. Um, it can be how fit you are. Um, it can be how beautiful you are. So I think it's good to kind of list all of these. And then once you have a list of maybe like picking out the five and 10 top ones that you really are, uh, because it, it it's probably endless, but if we generalize it to five, top five or 10 things, um, so for example, job performance, relationships, um, like how kind I am in, or how valued I am by my friends. And then also potentially kind of the way that I look. And if we then turn this into a pie chart, and pie charts are good because they're quite visual, so that helps um, kind of really get a picture or capture what we're trying to talk about. Um, and if we then go 
Okay. Um, whoops, it's moving about a lot. Um, if we then go, okay, in this pie chart, we're going to give a percentage of what part of my self-esteem and what part of my self-worth comes from each of these sources. So what part of my self-worth comes from um, my friendships? What part of my self-worth comes from my job performance? What part of my self-worth comes from the way that I look? So that's a very interesting exercise to do, I think. Um, and But being brutally honest with you, you don't need to share this with anyone. Um, so just be brutally honest with yourself and go, okay, how actually important is the way that I look? So if, if everything else was 100%, would I feel like I have worth or would I feel satisfied with a given that I don't look the way that I do or given that I look worse than the way that I do, et cetera, et cetera. And whoops, just readjust myself a bit. Um, I think the first time that I did this exercise, I was and wasn't shocked in the sense that I realized that a shocking, a shocking, shocking amount of my self-worth came from the way that I looked or the way that I wanted to look. Um, so my visual beauty, if we can call it that, or lack thereof, or my perceived lack thereof, um, had a incredible negative toll on my perception of myself and on my perceived self-worth. Um, and it was, it was shocking. It was sad. I wasn't surprised. It's, it's difficult to describe this feeling. Um, if, if you do the same thing and it, it might not be beauty, it might be something else where it's kind of this satisfaction of going, Oh, I see where the problem is now, but equally feeling kind of, you don't want to judge yourself when you're doing this is what I'm, what I'm trying to get to, because I definitely did judge myself. I went, Oh my God, I'm an awful superficial person. Um, and that's not the point of the exercise. The point is just to highlight what's already there. And hopefully we do this thing in a non-judgmental way, um, as like observing the way that we think and understanding the way that we think rather than, um, kind of judging the way that we think that's definitely not the vibe that we're going for here. Um, so yes, I think, when it comes to beauty, it would be an important exercise to see what part of your self-worth comes from beauty. And I definitely know people that sit on both ends of the spectrum um, that couldn't care less and people who definitely care a lot um, about the way that they look and um, in a positive way or in a negative way, as in they suffer from it or they get a lot of pleasure from it because they are happy with the way that they look. So yeah. Um, and I think then once you observe this, it would be helpful to go, are you happy with this? Are you happy with what this pie chart looks like? Is this something that you could live with for the rest of your life? Is this something that you want to stay that way? Is this something that you want to potentially change? Um, if this was your child's pie chart, would you be happy with it? Um, and then thinking of, do you want to make changes? And for me, definitely I did, and I still do want to make a lot of changes to my sources of self-worth and my sources of self-esteem. Um, and in that case, then that becomes a bit of a liberating exercise wherein I'm not judging myself because for whatever reason I'm at this position, that's absolutely fine. Um, I'm acknowledging that this is not ideal because that's the reason that I want to change it. And then I go, okay, what would I want this pie chart to look like? So I create a second pie chart where there's either even distribution of the top five most important things in life for me. Um, and there's an even distribution of the top five things in life um, or just a, 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 a reasonable distribution that I would want to get to for all of these things. And then I think, okay, how can I then increase the worth or increase my focus on the things that I want to focus on and decrease my focus on the things that I don't want to focus on or the things that I want to start letting go of. And I think that is the way that I at least 
begin to break this down and to think of um and to think of beauty because beauty for me takes a much bigger proportion than I wanted to um on this chart and that's when I start thinking of okay how can I how can I reduce this um and a good way I think one of the things that highlighted this very easily for me was the contrast between the the value that I have for others and the values that I have for myself so if we do the exact same exercise and you go, okay, um, think of your best friend and think of the values that you use to judge them. And it sounds awful, but the values that you, the things that you value in them, for example, and is beauty even on that list? Because for me, it's never on that list. I, I literally, I couldn't care less. I, 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 my friends are, I think everyone is beautiful in their own way, right? If you think that, and yet you judge your own self, see, there's a mismatch there. But um, if if you do the same pie chart for your friends, then why would there be such a huge mismatch? And it's good to kind of explore and press on that because I, I often think that the beauty standards by which I judge myself and the beauty standards by which I judge other people are absolutely and completely fundamentally different. Not only different, they're kind of like opposites of each other. Um, wherein when it comes to other people, literally everyone, when it comes to people that I date almost, when it comes to people that I, especially people that I'm friends with, people that I keep in my life, people that I appreciate, I just couldn't care less how they look genuinely. Um, But when it comes to myself, that tends to be one of the top kind of things that I care about. And obviously judging them by today's beauty standards, which are ridiculous to start with. So I think that realization of there being a big disparity or a big mismatch between these two things is a good place to start. And um, I really like doing this exercise with almost everything of going, okay, I seem to have this really, really strong belief about myself that for some reason, why do I not hold this for everyone else? Um, Or why do I not allow myself to hold this for everyone else? Not only do I not have it, but I don't want to have it. It's not like, oh, now I realize this. Obviously, I should care about how everyone looks. Sorry, let me just judge my friends by this way. That's not what I'm saying. I see it and I go, well, obviously, I this is reasonable. I don't want to judge my friends um, with today's beauty standards or with any beauty standards or I couldn't care less about the way that they look. Um, and therefore, this is the place that I want to get to with myself too. And I think a good challenge for this is because I think, and I've thought about this a lot, and I often think that I don't judge people for the way that they, and it's a selfish thought. It's a very selfish thought because I think, well, you know, it's fine. I don't judge people about the way that they look, but people judge me for the way that I look and that's why I should care. Um, And that's potentially true. Um, I'm sure that there are people out there and I know a lot of people who judge people based on the way that they look. However, would I want to be friends with those people in the end of the day? Would I care that they value me highly if what I know that they are valuing me is just my looks and the answer to that is probably no and this doesn't get rid of it I swear like I am like so bad I'm so bad at this still Um, I'm not I'm not better and I'm not okay at this thing these are just the thoughts that I try to tell myself and I try to kind of establish in myself in order to kind of lessen the negative impact that this has um, because it's not that oh I don't want to be friends with these sort of people therefore I'm cured I don't have an issue with today's beauty standards at all that's definitely not the case um it's just thoughts that I'm starting to tell myself in order to make up for this and on my journey of kind of um lessening the impact or the negative impact of today's beauty standards on on myself in general so I think if you realize that you have very different standards to which you judge yourself and very different standards to which you hold your friends in terms of beauty. That's one signal that perhaps you are being a bit unreasonable or perhaps you are suffering the consequences of 
this mismatch in beauty standards. Because if for some reason you are the sort of person who says aesthetics are the most important thing to me, I'm just that sort of person. I am just as strict with my own looks as I am with everyone else's. I just want to be standard. I just want to be surrounded by beauty in what I perceive beauty to be. I hold myself to that standard. I hold everyone else to that standard. That would be fine. That would honestly, it would be fine. It's like, you know, we can all live life the way that we want to live. If someone wants to live by those standards, they should be allowed to. They should be allowed to live life that way. But if you're you're in my camp where you go, beauty is not that important to me and people. And I find, I find, (laughs) this is a deeper topic to start with. I find other things beautiful that have nothing to do with the way that people look in general. And that's why when it comes to selecting my friends, I could not care less. Or when it comes to selecting my partners or selecting people around me, I could genuinely care very, very little about the way that they look. And I'm rather more invested in the type of people that they are. However, when it comes to myself, for some reason, I tend to hold myself to crazy horrible beauty standards and therefore I suffer so much mentally because of the way that I look and because I don't fit those standards and I'm having a horrible horrible experience of life then that's potentially the time to kind of delve into that deeper and at least try to match the values that you hold other people to and the values that you hold yourself to and I think on that note it's also quite interesting to explore the self-talk that you have around your looks and around your body and around beauty in general. Um, I'm, I'm already concerned because this is such a deep topic and this is why I didn't want to go into it because I haven't even defined beauty. Um, and I'm just going deeper and deeper. So I guess in a way I'm, I'm talking about beauty in, in, in the way that I usually think about it, which is not correct. So in the superficial modern beauty standard, visual only very arbitrary changing standards of beauty that's the kind of beauty I'm talking about I'm not talking about your kind of inner glow and I'm not talking about um the things that should actually be beautiful like your personality and your whatever your looks are they they are beautiful I'm talking about the awful 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 um kind of arbitrary and changing beauty standards of modern day so I think it's important to kind of, and I've, I've done this quite a bit of exploring um, what is my self-talk around beauty and what are the things that I, what's the vo- what does the voice in my head say when it comes to the way that I look? Um, and this is a, a terrifying, a terrifying realization because I realized that so much of my self-talk is negative. Um, and it's like, I will tell myself a million times a day that I am ugly or that I am too overweight or that I uh, just look awful. I don't dress properly, that I need to change things. I need to exercise more, that I need to eat less. And so much of my self-talk sounds something like this in my mind. Um, there's things that I want to change about my face. There's things that I want to change about my chin. There's things that I want to change about my hair, about my eyebrows, about my eyes. Um, I can overanalyze every single part of my body um, with a very, very critical, dissatisfied view and not only will I do this when I analyze it but this will be kind of a background microwave radiation almost so this background narrative going on forever in my mind is screaming things like this to me or whispering things like this to me depending on the situation um and I realized that this internalized self-talk is obviously makes your experience of life very very difficult and a good positive experience of life very very difficult if this is kind of the narrative that you are hearing this is what's being broadcasted into your mind every single day and I think it does stem from out loud talk so if we think back to what 
if you are a girl for example what did your mom um if you had a mother like what what would she how would she talk about her body how would she talk about herself um was she only critical i mean i i only remember criticisms around our bodies in general when i was younger of going like oh i've gained so much weight i'm not fitting into my clothes anymore oh i hate having to take care of how i look and i hate looking the way that i do and a lot of this is internalized in me too where this is the same thing that I say to myself. And when, when I started to think of like, well, when, when was the last time that I actually said something nice to myself about the way that I looked? That is almost never there. So I think that's fine um, that that was the case. And we don't want to like put blame on anyone. But I think where we go from there is quite important in thinking that, okay, um, how about we just <laughs> have a kinder voice in our heads when it comes to the way that we look and when it comes to our um, comes to ourselves and potentially, again, broadening out that standard of beauty from the ridiculous thing that I'm painting right now to what the statue actually was um and not only not only that but what what the person actually was and what you actually consider virtuous and what you actually consider um to be a worthy source of self-worth if that makes sense so I think that's just something that I'm trying to adapt more and I'm trying to even do it with other people um because my friends are genuinely <laughs> so beautiful. They're so, so beautiful to me. And I do try to, um, when I can tell them that they look that way. And whenever I have a moment of appreciation of going, oh my God, this person is so beautiful. And it's not because they look, they follow current beauty standards. It's probably because of something that they said. It's probably because of the way that they feel at the moment that just radiates this thing that I consider beauty. And I think just saying that out loud to someone and saying that out loud to yourself um, or in your head to yourself that you look beautiful, um, I think is just a healthy way to kind of combat that internalized negative self-talk if you have it and this is not to lead to some kind of like narcissistic um grandiose version of like oh my god i'm the most beautiful person on earth i mean if that works for you sure but that's not kind of like the vibe that i'm going for here it's more um just kind of acceptance or even neutrality i think um i think in in my case before i go to being body neutral which i guess is what i'm aiming for um i need to neutralize sometimes the thought of this is okay and this the thought of this is not okay with this is okay and this is acceptable so I think kind of accepting yourself um, and I, I have issues with body positivity <laughs> quite a lot of issues with body positivity actually um, and I do prefer body neutrality and having less attention on your body in general um, but in the meantime I've found that when I cannot shut off the voices in my head of how I look um, then I think it helps to go this is okay and this is acceptable um so not this is the best and this is gorgeous all the time but when I do feel that about my friends I will say it um so yeah and I do also um another thing on on beauty standards is also beauty triggers um and especially if you are um in the position and I've definitely been in a position where I've been uh, genuinely struggling actively with the way that I look and being struggling actively with beauty standards in general um, I think it's then potentially a good time to look into uh, triggers for this behavior and beauty triggers. Um, and these can be various different things. I think social media is a very big one for me. Movies are often a big one for me. Um, as in they would trigger kind of negative thoughts or not so nice thoughts around beauty in general. And then it becomes, then it becomes valuable um, to go, okay, uh, Oh, let's see. Yep, it's much more efficient. Although a bit more blue, I think. Um, yeah. Um, so I think um, it's important to isolate triggers 
especially if you're kind of like struggling with remaining neutral um, around your body, that may be because you're having constant negative triggers. And a lot of those triggers are internal, um, as in like the voices in your head and the habits that you have. And um, those definitely deserve to be challenged. But also a lot of these triggers are often, in my case, also external. And um, I think this is a strong reason, for example, why I quit social media for a long time. And now when I am on social media, I don't actually follow a lot of accounts and I spent almost no time on it um, because I know that it's not going to lead to a healthy place in terms of beauty standards for me. And I kind of want to remove as much indoctrination as possible from online sources into my brain because people in real life do not look like they look online. I know that's like obvious, and but it, it, I, I tend to forget it. I tend to forget it that we have... S- I have such a skewed view of what beauty is because of not only filters, but also the type of people that want to show themselves online tend to be people who feel safe enough to do so because the way that they look kind of follows the modern beauty standards, if that makes sense. Um, And the sort of people who are praised and the sort of people that the algorithm um, kind of will push are people who look the way, look like her fixed, um, that look the way that the body, that the modern beauty standards kind of affirm. And I think um, for that reason, kind of avoiding social media has been very, very helpful for me um, and avoiding triggers like that. So also potentially like avoiding photos of you in the past when you look different in a way that was better for you, for example, or that you think was better for you now, then I think those sort of triggers temporarily can kind of help quieten um, the voices in your mind. And I think it's it's so difficult. Like even in the shopping center near me, um, there's this place that like has Botox and um, kind of does like small beauty, modern beauty procedures and like injections and things like that. And it's so difficult, I think, to avoid triggers of you don't look right or you could look better or you could be more accepted because it is preying like modern beauty standards or be- which or beauty standards in general, not just the modern ones, because for every generation they were modern. But beauty standards just prey on our need for acceptance and our need for love um, and our need for feeling part of something and feeling... For most of us, I think it's feeling part of something. I'm sure a lot of us want to affirm to beauty standards. A few of us want to affirm to beauty standards to stand out. But in my case, it's not a need to stand out it's a need to disappear um which is a bit crazy I think because that I think that the way for me to kind of be invisible is to look the way that I should look if that makes sense um and I think the whole ridiculousness of that um is just yeah it's it's just not okay and often um I I very often whenever I whenever I think of wanting to change something, I'm sorry, this is turning into such a rambly podcast, but whenever I think of, um, whenever I think of something, whenever I have a belief that I I feel strongly that I don't want to change, because often I think, no, it's my belief that I am ugly that keeps me from uh, being unhealthily overweight. It is my belief that I am ugly that keeps me from being, um, that keeps me accepted in society. It's my belief that I am ugly that keeps me humble. And then I think, well, (laughs) is that true? And it's hard for me to think that that's not true for myself, but I often do the exercise of thinking, well, if I, if my child told me that, mom, um, I need to think that I am ugly and I need to think that I'm unworthy because that's how I remain humble. And I would say, no, that, that's, that's not true. That's absolutely not okay. And you can remain humble and you can remain likable. Um, not that likable is something to aim for. Ah, oh, see, 
I have problems with this. Um, you can remain humble and you can remain happy without needing to hate yourself in the meantime. And I think that's such a difficult thing to accept. I think it's, we almost kind of make it sexy to hate yourself because it means that you're humble, right? And it means that it's a good thing, but it's not, and it shouldn't be. And I do that. I know I do that. I know in my mind, I think this is not an urgent thing to change because what's the problem with being, you know, I'm just too humble, right? That's a good thing. It's not. You're just toxic to yourself and there's nothing to be proud of. Um, like hating the way that you look, there's nothing sexy about that. There's nothing. It's so melodramatic in all the wrong ways to go that, oh, I just, you know, I'm, 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 it is sad. It is depressing. But it's nothing that I should hold on to as though it's a virtue. As though, you know, in the meantime, if I hate myself, that's fine. It just means that, you know, I'm a victim of this thing. And um, at least I don't like myself too much. Why? Why? Why are these two things not just as toxic? And why can we not escape them? So yeah, I think I'm going to quite enjoy having this painting um, up on my wall. And I'm going to quite enjoy having it, I think, highlight the ridiculousness of thoughts that I've held and thoughts that I hold um, around beauty in general. And I love how it just captures in such a immediate way and in a short way and in a simple, clean way, the ridiculousness with which I judge myself. And if I were to hold my own standards to the most beautiful women on history, even they would not be beautiful. And not that being beautiful is the goal to anything because I'm trying to reduce the amount of self-worth that I get from my lack of my perceived lack of beauty um but i think just looking at it will remind me that yeah stop this thing stop this thing elizabeth you don't need to do it okay um i'm going to stop rambling now because this is turning into a very long one and a very weird one um i hope this made sense to you at all i'm sorry that this was incoherent and unorganized i think maybe at some point in the future i'll probably put a a properly kind of thought and a properly written out and a properly bullet pointed um, and more coherent piece together, maybe even for my main channel um, on this topic. Maybe not anytime soon because I feel I'm nowhere near where I need to be with myself before I do that. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, I uh, would love to hear your thoughts or your advice if you've also struggled with self-image and how you've potentially and hopefully improved on that. Um, would absolutely love to know any tips. And yeah, I think I'm going to end this here. And I might add, like, for the YouTube channel, I might add a bit on me just spending the last few minutes finishing up this little corner of the painting. Um, this is where we're at for now. So, almost being done with the painting. But yeah, uh, if you made it so far, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Be kind to yourself and others, and don't believe everything you think. Thanks. Bye.